Smartcast. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. ready to write? Do you want to learn what it takes to create a writing career? Then tune in and take notes because on Simply Write, we talk about the writer's craft and the qualities and quirks of living a writer's life. Let's go. Well, hello there and welcome. This is Polly and you're listening to Simply Write, the podcast where we talk about crafting a writing career and living the writer's life. And today we're going to go into blogging. You know, it's really changed a lot in the years since I've blogged, since I entered writing. Well, well, in the prehistoric ages, when I first entered the career as a writer, I mean, there were no blogs. There were, there was no internet, actually. It was just kind of emerging when I launched the freelance career. And so it's really changed a lot. And blogs have changed over the years, too. I know you'll read some stuff out there like, are people still reading blogs? Is there still a purpose to blogs? But if you look around the marketplace, yes, there are numerous blogs out there, but they look a little different and they act a little different than they did in the early years when people were just starting out with blogging. So we're going to talk about that today. But first, it's time for the dailies. All right, what am I working on today? Well, I wrote a podcast uh, that I have coming up in a couple of weeks with an author that I'll tell you about as we get closer. I have sent um, probably 62,000 texts to my 16-year-old daughter who is texting me during her lunch break after some drama at school. I think the last few were just like, okay, talk to you later. Okay, talk to you later. You know, with, with technology and accessibility, I'm glad that we can connect and talk. But listen, these kids have to figure out some things on their own. So she keeps working through it, I think, venting to me in her text, but I'm not necessarily responding to that. That That's that's her deal. Um, but that's taken some of my attention because we know when we have these interruptions during the day, it's hard to get our attention back to get the writing done. Taking the dog out about 100 times. But I did start work on an essay, which is interesting because it's been a while since I wrote a personal essay. And after talking uh, to Amy Paterell a few weeks ago, you can listen to her on the Simply Write podcast, scroll back a couple weeks ago, maybe more than that now, but she talked about publishing personal essays and she's a well-known essayist. And uh, so that's worth listening to. But after talking with her, I got really inspired and I thought I'd try my hand at this. I always like to try different kinds of writing because I think it improves me as 
a writer. And those are the dailies. All right, let's talk about blogging today. I think this is a great way for writers to break in, uh, make some money, get some clips, and also really improve their writing. But blogs are a lot different than they were uh, even 12, 15 years ago when I started blogging. I've done several blogs. I did a blog for a brief amount of time at Arthritis Today. I done my own blog. I've done a long time blog at Psychology Today. If you want to check that out, it is the blog Imperfect Spirituality. And that started when my first book came around, which is probably 14 or 15 years ago now. And at that time, I was reticent to start blogging. I was doing a lot of magazine articles at that time, but I started a blog as a way of building platform to support my nonfiction book. Then when I sold that book to a publisher, I was getting ready to bring it out. I had a pretty well established audience, so I kept going. And one thing I will tell you about blogging is it improved my writing probably faster, probably anything else I've done. Um, part of it is because it challenged me to write regularly. To have an established blog, you need to put out a lot of content. And so I was writing two, three, four, five days a week sometimes. And the more we write, the better we get at it right? But it also got me in the search engines with the SEOs and all that stuff that, to be honest, I'm not really too focused on. I think the writing comes first and then you can incorporate the SEO. So I'm a little backwards. But in this day and age, a lot of uh, B2B editors and custom publications and corporations are looking for bloggers as a way to establish their brand, connect with consumers or clients, connect with employee through employee retention, um, pro, you know, using a blog as employee retention and all sorts of things. And in those cases, SEO can be important. It depends on who you work for, what you're writing for, and what you want to do with the blog yourself. And that's the place we really start with this discussion. Why do you want a blog? I don't think blogs are outdated, but I think they've changed. And sometimes I don't even think they're called blogs anymore, right? I see people writing posts on Substack all the time where I have my newsletter. And what that feels like to me is my blog. I get real personal in that. I offer links to other sites. I, I back up my work with research and other things. In fact, you can go to see my ones there on Substack. The one that takes these topics more in depth is at simplywrite.substack.com. And my other column is called polycampbell.substack.com. And it kind of goes deeper in personal development and psychology and success and motivation and the things I write about in my other nonfiction books. And that so-called newsletter really came out of my original blog that I ran on a WordPress site that supported the content in the book I'd written a few years back. And that was called Imperfect Spirituality, that book. And that blog now is simply said, it's under polycampbell.substack.com and it shows up on my Substack, which some people call a newsletter. I don't think it matters so much what you call it. In the beginning, blogging was more like a personal journal, right? It was a way to access the internet. You could put up a letter and or a journal entry and people would find you. Your family member from far away could check in and read the post and see what was going on in your life. And that's really how it kind of started with the advent 
of the internet, right? It was a way for us to connect groups of people. You could invite them to your blog, show them. And they really turned public. And then some, you know, uh, like the bloggers developed book deals from that. It was a way of connecting with uh, like Glennon Doyle. It was a way of connecting to a, a wider readership and listenership. For a writer then, uh, blogs really became an important thing because not only were we getting a good practice for our work, but we were getting exposure. We could put something out, invite people to see the site. Others would refer through word of mouth, etc. And some of these writers were discovered that way. That was a way they built their audience that translated into book deals. Now I have I have a blog on psychology today, which I've done for years, and it's called Imperfect Spirituality. And I actually landed a book deal from that blog, a, a publisher, Hodder, and McGraw-Hill in this country, but Hodder out of the UK, uh, spotted that blog. They liked the voice. They hired me to write a book on spirituality for them. So once you get the material out through a blog on a page, if it's good stuff, then it's good exposure. But that's the thing. There's a bunch of baloney out there now. There's a bunch of rotten stuff. And it doesn't just happen, right? The material still has to be resonant. It has to be something of value, something that readers can connect to. And I think that's where you need to start before you decide whether you're blogging or not. Can you get jobs if you're an established blogger? If you have uh, corporate communications experience, if you are a journalist, if you know how to write well and do business to business marketing, content marketing, blogging can be a great income source. Um, there are lots of opportunities to do that now. So I think it's worth looking into. But if you're just putting up a blog because you think it's going to land you a book deal or another job, that's not the right motivation, right? If you're putting up a blog because you want to make more money, that's probably not the direction you want to go at initially. So let's get into it today and talk all things blogging. Um, as I said, you know, traditional blogs have changed over the years. Many, many people are doing newsletters, but many of the posts I read are still personal, uh, still include those links and the information you need to become, you know, a better cook, a better writer, a healthier eater, a better parent, to exercise more, whatever your subject matter is. And I think that's really a key component to running an effective blog or so-called newsletter. I'm kind of using these two interchangeably because I think depending on your market, if you're doing this for your personal fulfillment and to reach a wider group of readers for you personally, uh, the style may be somewhat similar and they are in mind. If you're doing this for a corporation as part of a paid gig or working blogging for a magazine or a product line, then it's going to be different and you'll need to look at the tone of the corporation, of the tone of the readers and the clients. So that's important for whatever you do. But if you're writing individually, uh, hopefully you're going to bring your own personnel and your own tone to that work. And I think you really need to start on both sides, whether you're working for a client or writing your own, choosing the topic. What do you have expertise on? If you're working for a client, they're going to tell you that they want you to write about healthcare or finance or whatever it is. Do you have an expertise to write on that topic? 
topic and subject matter before you approach them for a blogging gig, right? You need to have some experience to know what the language is, what the tone is, what the clients are facing, the challenges for the consumers and all those things. When you are setting up your own blog, what is your topic going to be and why? Why are you the one to write about that topic? And then what are you going to say about it? You know, if you're writing about parenting, there's a lot of stuff out there about parenting. That is a topic. That is not a, a blog post. So if you're writing about a, a large topic like parenting, what specifically do you have to offer? Are you going to write about surviving the teenage years? Are you going to write about a humor column about raising toddlers or about having kids after being alone for a long time? Or what is your specific niche to that topic? And the way you can approach this is what are you interested in? You know, I write a personal development column and blog and I'm interested in mindset and how we can use psychology to enhance our lives, practical personal development. So my topic is practical personal development. My subject matter is the psychology of success. And that's my experience. That's what I'm personally interested in. And I do all the research and all the writing around that and how that applies to my own life and how it might apply to yours too. So you need to have a plan before you just start writing. Now, I would say, have a vague plan in mind or a formal one. I've done it both ways. And then sit down and start writing before you plan to publish anything. Just get something on the page. See what it looks like. What does it sound like? What is your tone going to be? What voice? Who are you speaking to? Who do you want to read your blog post? You know, what is your point of view? Have a clear subject in mind and how you're going to communicate about that and who your audience is going to be. Who do you want to read it? Because you're going to be going out to a group of people with this, right? But then you want them to tell other mothers or tell other bankers or tell other CEOs about this great blog they're reading. And then they'll share and give you likes and communicate that. And it's really vast word of mouth the way blogs grow and so forth. And that's the ultimate goal is to share your message in a way that can reach an audience. So choose topic ideas that you're curious about, interested in, that you can communicate about because of your expertise and interest area. But then you want to write things with the audience in mind. Who is your audience and what do they need from this? What are what problem are you going to help them solve? How are you going to connect with them? You know, get a sense from other bloggers and other posts out there, what other writers of the subject matter that you're choosing are writing about. What are they addressing? What are they thinking about? How are they reaching people? And then go at it. Again, I, before I ever launched any of my blogs or my newsletters, which are similar to blog posts, you know, I had five or 10 of these things written out because I wanted to know if it was a subject matter, number one, that I could sustain, that I was interested in before I launched because consistency is important in building an audience and your audience deserves that from you. If they're going to spend their time reading your stuff, you need to show up for them. And I also wanted to get better at understanding the voice of the people who might be drawn to my blog. I wanted to connect with my readers just like I do on this podcast, just like I do in my other writing with an audience in mind. I can write to that audience. And in the blog I do for Imperfect Spirituality, the audience is 
people like me, people who are really interested in psychology, who believe that how they respond to the the world affects how they live in the world. And they're curious about different approaches of doing this, even amid the chaos of their lives. So it's practical personal development. That's the stuff I read. That's who I'm writing to. Okay. But I'm also writing it this particular blog on psychology today. These are highly educated people, many psychologists, people that do the research, parents and family members and CEOs and leaders, people who want to tap into this stuff at a personal and leadership level. So I'm not writing to, you know, a group of elementary school kids who would respond to a different voice. I'm not writing to other parents necessarily. They may be parents, but they're common because they want information about how to apply this stuff right now in their lives and they're smart enough to know how to do it. That sets the tone for me. When I write in my newsletter, I write a little differently. I'm more personal. I'm. It's more of a column where I share my own foibles and struggles and people share theirs with me. It's a different tone. And it's worth thinking about because you want to appeal to your audience. To blog effectively, you need a compelling topic, a clear subject. What are you going to write in this particular post about your topic, right? And you need a lot of those because you're going to be blogging a couple times a week, at least, I would imagine. And then you need to have your audience in mind. Who is this for? What do they want to gain from it? How can you help them? And how can you make your writing worthwhile so they keep coming back and share with their friends and read this? I got more to share with you on blogging in this modern age, and we'll do it when we come back right here on Simply Write with Polly, part of the Creators Network of Electricast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. And we are back talking all things blogging right here on Simply Write with Polly today. Thanks for joining me on the Creators Network of Electricast. And blogs have changed a lot over the years, but I think it's still a, a good forum, particularly for writers who want to improve their craft, explore a particular topic and subject matter, and build an audience of readers, right? Connect. You know, no matter what else I do professionally, the magazine articles I write, the books I publish, whatever it is, I still like having a place that I can come back to where I can communicate with the readers directly. And just today, I got a note from a reader of my Substack column, which you could find. I have a couple of running ones about writing, and that's at simplywrite.substack.com. My other is polycampbell.substack.com. And I heard from somebody on that site that really just appreciated the posts and the humor and the ideas, and it was helping them feel good. Now, that keeps me going, right? I like to use my personal blog posts as a test market. Is this stuff reaching people? Is it of value? I don't want to waste anybody's time, and I'm interested in a lot of stuff, so I want to make sure I'm exploring topics that really 
possibly leave the world in a better place and excite people and get them interested. So that's how I use my blogging on the Substack site. When I write for Imperfect Spirituality, I'm writing to readers of their magazine and of that site, everyday people, educated, active, engaged people who want to the research behind the strategies we can use to improve our lives, to be more successful. So that's what I do there. So the tone is slightly different there, right? So get a compelling topic, choose your subjects. Each post is going to be probably, certainly related to your topic, but probably slightly uh, different subject, but coming back to the same subject matter, right? If you're writing about parenting, you'll use different scenes and, and different issues and different strategies in each post, but they'll all fall into the topic of parenting or whatever it is. The important thing is when you write a blog post that you get very specific. So right now, you know how to get started. You need to find your platform for dropping that blog. Are you going to go on a WordPress site? Are you working for a corporation blogging to their clients or their employees that they will offer the platform and the format they want you to follow on their site? On Substack, that's a whole different realm, which you can sign up for. And then you go in and leave your posts, your letters, your newsletters, whatever you want to call it there. So there's all sorts of ways. I started my personal blog on WordPress. I no longer do that, but that's where I started. And you can go in to the program and set up your headlines, set up your posts, your archives, all of that. I've done that myself. If I can do it, <laughs> anybody can do it. I've also had that professionally done as my uh, career developed. So there's lots of ways into that. Check out WordPress. Do your research on the kind of platform you want for your blog, for it to sit, because that's where you're going to create. And then do some planning at the get-go. How often are you going to publish each week? I've done it everywhere from two to five times a week. I think uh, more is better, but I wouldn't kill yourself because what I think is really important is creating quality posts that attract readers, that bring meaning. I'm not just talking about building your audience so you have a ton of likes or a ton of followers. I'm talking about creating value for the reader so they want to come, so it becomes part of their regular routine, so that when you uh, promote it on social media or let people know about it, they flock there because you're bringing value. That's the point of our job as writers, I really think. All right, come up with your topic, create some line item subject matters. What are your posts going to be about? right? Where are you going to launch them? What's your blog going to be called? That's all the planning stage. Now, let's get to the writing part. What makes for a good blog post? And I mean, it's the basics of good writing. What makes for good writing? Just because you can maybe write a post quickly or you're on a site where you think not many people will come in the beginning or whatever your rationale is, you're putting it out there for the world. It needs to be good. And when I say that, I want to couch that in good enough. Sometimes people get so stuck um, by this idea of publishing that they don't do anything at all. So I've had mistakes in my blogs and I've had things that on some days are better than other days. Go for good enough. The point of, of creating a blog is to get the writing done and ship it so that other people can access it and find value from it. So here's how you start with some good writing. And here's how, here are some things I've done. First of all, outline your post. You have your subject matter in mind. Write down some working titles. 
By this point, I hope you have a title that you're using for your blog, but you also want working titles for your posts as you create them. They help root you in the specific subject, the specific post you're going to write story. I think of these like story, specific story you're going to write and produce. And that's important to keep you in line. You want to be tightly focused because these things are going to be pretty short and you want to keep the readers reading. This isn't a chance to go sloppy right? That's not, you're a writer, you're a professional writer, everything you put out, you want to have respect for the people reading it. So outline your post, get a few, know what your focus is, a few of the main points you want to convey. And having a solution in mind, if, if you're identifying a problem that other parents have or a health issue, or in my case, I want to give people some practical information so that they can up-level their lives when they read it. So I'm going to have, hey, here's what I experienced or his situation. Here are some ways around that. Here are some ways to work with that. And so use a, a very easy, not an English teacher kind of outline, but, but some bullet points so you know what you want to stick the writing around right? And when you have a chance, especially from the beginning, explain your connection to the topic. Let people know why you care. I'm a parent. Sometimes I write about parenting issues and how to be more successful or not to fall on your face, at least as a parent. So I'll say, hey, I had this challenge with my teenager or she and I spoke about this. If I'm writing about chronic health issues and managing pain, the psychology of pain, I live with chronic disease. And I will share that. I'll say, hey, yeah, this is something I've experienced my whole life. And when I found a better way, I wanted to share it with you. So get clear on what you're going to convey and then really work on your voice. And that will come best if you write every day on this. And not every day to publish in the beginning. Get a library going for yourself, maybe 10 or 12, so that you can feel your tone and voice develop so you know who you are when you come to the page. And then when you're working on WordPress or wherever you're setting up your blog, make sure you use a clear layout. You don't want to get too funky. This is about the writing and reading. Readers don't want to waste their time. Make sure they can come in, access the information, have the links easy to follow. And I do suggest you include links to research, to other articles you liked on the subject matter, to whatever it is. So you engage them. And also that helps you show up in the search engines more. And then be bold, share yourself, right? If you're working for a corporation and you're sharing about product information, uh, problems versus solutions, more brand identity stuff, that's going to have a different tone. Again, you're going to write to the audience, but blogs are best when they develop a connection with the reader. And that's really their point. We can go direct and talk to have a conversation with each other. So make it personable, make it accessible, use words that, that you use when you're talking about the subject with your girlfriends or your friends or your partners, whoever they are. The blog is a way to really get into your own feelings and heart and experience and, and share the things you care about with readers who may care about it too. I think this is why they 
caught on. I think this is why newsletters like on Substack are really taking off because we want to talk to each other. We want to connect over ideas and feelings. We want to know what others are thinking and, and get more information in a way that feels more accessible than just things being, uh, you know, pushed on us and, and flying out through the ticker at the bottom of the screen. This is a way for a dialogue and blogs can be a great way to do that. And if you do it well, people eventually will notice. You'll bring your followers. They will find you. They will pass it along. And you never know as a writer when something is out there in that vast universe where it will go next. A few more things to keep in mind. Make sure you have a clear focus for the article. Come up with a great headline for it. Something strong, something punchy, no clickbait stuff. Come up with a headline that you can deliver on in your post. So you're going to give them the information that the headline promises, right? Use lots of subheadings, bullet points, break up the content. And, you know, think about the SEOs, the way the keywords, uh, the kind of internet language that will help your blog posts and your blog to rise to the top. Now, I'm not an expert on that, but there's a lot of articles I read. There's a lot out there. You can certainly hire an expert to help you with CEO optimization, but I've read a ton of material and it's been real effective for me. So just do a little internet research about SEO posting if you're not an expert in that and find a way to help elevate your writing a little more. And you can do that by researching SEO trends, key terms, keywords, and looking at other results for the the blogs that are drawing a large audience. On. But listen, if you don't have good writing, you might draw people one time, but they won't be back. Make it indispensable, make it fun, make it funny, make it informative and be solutions based so your readers can get a feel for you and your tone and voice, but also know that they're going to get information that's going to help them live better lives or provide solutions or recipes or whatever it is they need to make it through their day easier. And finally, goes without saying, proofread, please proofread, no typos, no misspellings. Now, do things like that happen? Yes, because one thing that happened with my personal blog when I was doing it is I write them pretty quickly. And I do that by design because I was getting so caught up in some of my perfectionistic tendencies that I wasn't getting the message out. And I had to challenge myself. I had to kind of leap without a net. And on my Substack, it's still very much that way. My Substack columns at uh, polycampbell.substack.com and simplywrite.substack.com are more personal. And I want to go directly to you and I don't want it to be filtered by all my angst, right? However, if it gets in the way of you producing good quality, you need to slow your roll, at least run it through spell check and Grammarly or whatever it is you're using, right? Clean it up. Make sure there aren't obvious, terrible mistakes that, that really make it hard for the reader to follow your writing. You don't want to get in the way of their reading experience. So proofread, give a moment, respect the reader, and also have fun doing this. The more you write, the better you'll get. And this can be a great way of not only making a little more money, but also drawing people to your own work and uh, hopefully building an audience of readers. And once it's out, remember to promote it. Let people know on the socials that you're on. Uh, send out links. Talk about it on the podcast if you're if you're a guest. Guest blog for other 
bloggers or on other newsletters, whatever it is, make sure that what you're doing, others have a chance to hear about and access and um, have fun with this. I think blogging can be a really nice way of developing your creative chops. One quick note, if you're interested in blogging professionally, look at uh, major corporations. They often hire content writers and part of their responsibility then is to blog uh, on their clients' sites, on behalf of their clients or to their clients. You can find job boards out there that will be looking for blog writers. Check on LinkedIn, do a search. You'll find some blogging opportunities. Um, and there are many magazines that have like Forbes has blogs, Entrepreneur, I think they have a blog. Look at some of the larger online uh, publications and check out their bloggers. Some are um, pay for click. So if you blog for one of those sites, they may pay you based on the number of readers that come to that particular post. Others pay a, a flat rate. Others pay nothing at all. But that is up to you if you want to blog in that more corporate setting or uh, magazine environment. Search those opportunities like you would with any other job and just check for bloggers and you'll see some opportunities there rise to the top and you can evaluate them from there. It helps if you have some experience in the subject matter and it certainly helps if you have uh, readers and a social media following that you may be able to attract to that site. That brings us to what's in the desk. Today I'm talking about field notes. I have all these little notebooks and field notes are just a soft cover. The paper isn't great for fountain pens, but it, I love the look of them. I love the size of them. They're just little tiny pocket notebooks. I can throw one in my pocket. It's got enough pages to hold up for quite a while. It's pretty durable even when it gets wet. And believe me, I've tested like if you spill your water on it or whatever. And I always have one in my purse. I have one in my golf bag. I have one in my pocket. It's called a field notes notebook and they're proprietary, but I think you can also get them on Amazon and elsewhere. So take a look. They have all kinds of covers. They have special edition covers, which are the national parks. Uh, mine are the elements. So I've got one that's copper and colored and gold colored. Super fun, but just a really nice size to carry around. Field notebooks, it's what's in my desk. All right, that brings us to our assignment this week. Take a look at how you're connecting with readers or potential readers. Do you have a newsletter or column or blog post going? Is blogging something you want to do? And if so, what is your motivation behind it? It's worth taking a few minutes to think about how you're going to connect with your readers in this internet age, right? And blogging can be uh, a way to make some money if you want to work for a corporate client and be their blogger. But if you want to connect with your own readers to get your books out there, to try excerpts, to connect with the crowd, then blogging can be a great way for you to improve your writing, but also start building that audience. So consider what format you're going to use, what subject matter you might want to blog on, and why you would do it. And if you come up with some solid reasons and are excited to try, give it a go. That's your assignment for this week. Remember, writers, there are lots of ways to build an audience and connect with your readers, but they all start from the same place. Good writing. Know your subject matter. Do your research. Create compelling pieces and the readers will come. 
And don't forget the words of Benjamin Franklin, who said, either write something worth reading or do something worth writing. This week, sit down and simply write. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An electric cast production. See you there. Electric cast. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Electric acid.